You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to Geek First SideQuest, your weekly stop for video game news, reviews, and more here on the Geek First Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Hartcaster. Uh, here today to talk about Diablo 4, I'm going to introduce my guests in just a minute here for the day but i want to say hello real quick and just kind of talk about some of the plugs all that stuff so this uh you know last week we did our standard side quest episode and then of course as is tradition the day after uh, nintendo announced that they're doing a nintendo direct and then the direct was the day after so me and travis because it was a big juicy direct we did a, an emergency side quest bonus episode so make sure you go back and check that out on the feeds other than that, not too much to plug. Just, you know, make sure to check out the Discord. Come chat with us over here about all the gaming news going on in the world. Um, you can join Patreon to get episodes early and ad-free. You can also help us hit our goal of 50 patrons by the end of July uh, 31st. And then uh, you'll unlock some bonus episodes, not just for you, but for everyone. So do the world a favor and help us unlock those episodes. Uh, leave a review. That helps the show a whole lot specifically on that side quest feed that's separate from the geek first main feed um and i think that's pretty much it i think next week i might have kirkland back with me talk about some some fun stuff but uh yeah this this episode is all about diablo 4 so i'm gonna throw to my conversation here with my two guests thank you everyone for listening have fun with it see ya all right i'm here with two very special guests to talk about diablo 4 starting off making his i think your third appearance Cooper, welcome back to uh, to Geekverse. How's it going tonight? It's going really good. Yeah, excited to talk about Diablo. This game is very close to my heart, this entire franchise. It's one of the earliest games that really got me into playing games as a kid. So, nice. yeah, happy to be on this week. Thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, then we're also joined by a very good friend of ours, Negan, making his podcast debut. You worked with all the podca- all the Geekverse back at Target back in the day, but it's oh, nice that... to finally have you on the podcast. How are you doing, man? That's so true. I've been around, but in the background for a while, I think, lurking mm-hmm. in the shadows. But yeah, no, excited to be here, man. Um, I've been playing Diablo, same as Cooper, my whole life. So stoked to talk about the newest one. I've been having a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, let's let's talk about that a bit more. I want to just quickly go through our our histories with it, and I mean, mine is very brief, which is that I remember uh, as a kid, my my next door neighbor, my good friend McCall, was uh, playing Diablo two, and I remember just watching him play that for hours and hours, and always looked super cool. But for whatever reason, I never owned it or played it myself. So Diablo three was my entry point into the series, and I know a lot of hardcore fans will say that they were pretty disappointed with that release, but I fucking loved. That game played a ton of it. I think I got every character to max level and then continued doing stuff afterwards uh, through all the changes in it. I think I did everything like before the actual DLC came out, so I didn't actually ever play that, but played a ton of that game, uh, have a lot of love for it. And then I, I dabbled a little bit in Diablo Immortal for like a, an afternoon, but I was like, I, I don't think this is it. I think I'm going to wait for Diablo 4 at this point. So I have a very brief uh, history with the series, but yeah, Cooper, how about you? I want to hear more detail, like uh, sure. just your, yeah, your story yeah, yeah. with when this I was, series. Uh, 
when I was a little kid, I got the, I think they call it the battle chest, which had Diablo one, Diablo two, and the expansion for Diablo two. Uh, so that was very sweet. And I was a little kid. So I started with Diablo one and I got to the butcher and the game is very creepy, like <laughs> gothic, gory. I'd never played anything like it whatsoever. I was probably eight. And uh, yeah, I ran to the butcher and I was just terrified. So I turned off my computer and never played Diablo 1 again. <laughs> but then uh, like a few weeks later, I decided to try Diablo 2. That game totally hooked me. And it was the first time that I got into a game that was really about min-maxing and you know, optimizing a build and all that, which were just foreign concepts to me, but uh, definitely made me, you know, addicted to a game for the first time in my life. And uh, that carried on <laughs> till today, uh, playing Diablo 2 Resurrected as well, like very into Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, yeah, played all the other games too, Diablo 3. I never played Immortal, but uh, all the other Blizzard IPs and definitely... Uh, Diablo 3 as well, but mm -hmm. didn't stick around much for Diablo 3. So mostly Diablo 2. What do you think it was that at that young age that Diablo 2 uh, stuck with you more than, than 1? Because I'm yeah. sure it had like a very similar art style and like creepiness mm -hmm. to it. Was it just like the gameplay loop got you and no. you couldn't even give up even though it was still scary? The thing that a lot of people talk about with Diablo 2 is how good the itemization is. That is like the sets, the unique items how you can use rune words to build items in late game. And it just creates this very natural progression from like when you are level one to level 100, always having these really cool items to piece together builds and figure out the game and, you know, get into kind of the uh, deeper layers of how it all ties together. So Diablo 2 really struck a chord for those reasons. Uh, and that's, I think, why people are so into Diablo 2 Resurrected still today. And now uh, Diablo 4 seems to be moving closer to those formula. Uh, still quite different, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Negan, how about you? What is your uh, full history with the series? Uh, yeah, like, I, I grew up playing Diablo 2, like, my whole life, pretty much. When I was a kid, like, I used to watch my uncle play Diablo 1 all the time. And then, yeah, same as Cooper, I got the battle chest back nice. in the day when that came out. And then... I don't know, i played that game my whole life, but I've always been, like, a casual. I don't think I've ever got a character to, like, 100 in Diablo 2. Um, but I've just, like, constantly played it and just, like, made new characters and uh, skipped over Diablo 3. I didn't play too much, but then near the end of it, I got into it. And then Diablo 2 Resurrected, I put a lot of hours into that. Um, and then, yeah, Diablo 4, like, I feel like it captures, like, the aesthetic from Diablo 2 that I really liked. It's, like, a little bit darker than Diablo 3 was. And, yeah, the gameplay's been great so far, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually want to talk about that aesthetic a bit because I'm playing the game on just the absolute lowest settings and my laptop is still struggling and still crashing. I've still been able to play a good amount. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I, how do you guys feel about the, I guess, just the visual quality or even the aesthetic in general? It's harkening back to Diablo 2 and it's not as, you know, bright, colorful as Diab Diablo 3 was. But the deeper you, I, I even just, when I was playing today, I got to a new area, the kind of deserty area and i thought that oh god i was like actually this looks interesting looks different but i've found that a lot of it is quite samey so far and obviously i, I am playing on just <laughs> garbage settings which which doesn't help but yeah how do you guys feel about the aesthetic now that you've really gone the gamut on this new one yeah i i think that it's 
definitely trying to go back to its roots, right? Like, I think they realized that Diablo 3 was a departure and not in a great way. So uh, fans seem to like it. I definitely like it. In terms of the variety, like, definitely until you get to the later areas of the game, there isn't a whole lot of variety. I'd say for, like, the first 30 hours or so, it is very samey. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, I think if there's one thing that's really easy to praise about the game, it is the art and the background art, the environment, uh, the level of detail that's put into even like the mud in the main towns. Like, right. yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of detail there, and I I personally really appreciate it, really like it. I play on Steam Deck and PC, and there mm -hmm. is a graphics difference there. But even if you're playing on low, I still think that it, it you know punches above its weight for what you need to in terms of uh, hardware. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree too. Um, I'm also playing on low, you know, old graphics card gang. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like the grittiness. I, f I find like in Diablo 3, like it was a bit, they went more for like a cartoon almost like kind of aspect to it. And then they lost a lot of that kind of weird kind of old gothic, like demonic feel, which I feel like they got back. Um, even down like the animations and the cutscenes in the newest one are super good. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And just like the, going into like the different um like different acts and all the different environments like they play with like the 3d a lot more it doesn't feel like you're just on like a flat plane like running around um even like in the wow. desert area it's it's cool with the, like the sand dunes and stuff um but yeah otherwise mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm really into it man i got nothing but good things to say so far about the art that's good yeah so uh yeah let's just do a check see where we're at i've only rolled one character so far uh, that is a necromancer. I think I just hit level thirty. I uh, just started Act Three, so I'm really still in the beginning of this game. Still, it feels like what is it six six acts for the like main story. So I have quite a ways to go. Uh, but how about you guys? Uh, where, where are you at with your with your characters so far? Uh, I have just one character. It's a level seventy four barbarian. Wow. Uh, so I beat the story at around level 50, I want to say. And, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit repetitive post game, but that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, I have a couple, I have a 62 sorcerer, I think. And then I have like a, somewhere around like level 40 something rogue. And yeah, I finished the campaign like about 45 or so. And it's been like, the grind hasn't been too bad, but I find like, once I got post 60, it's, it's gotten pretty slow mm -hmm. and there's not like a lot of new content to really do. It's just kind of grinding nightmare dungeons, um, right. which, is, which is fun for sure. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. waiting yeah, for I, season I, one. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that because I have some questions. I feel like I've been kind of out of the loop on what the future roadmap is and stuff. But I think for me, honestly, the biggest thing that's been really great about this game is that everyone in our friend group is playing it and it's been a while for me to have a game that everyone's jumping into and just oh yeah see who's online today and just play with random people and that's that's been good but i understand that that kind of doesn't really matter what the game is at that point is if you're playing games with your friends you could be playing the worst game in the world and still having a good time so i'm i'm enjoying my time with the game so far uh, i'm liking my class but i'm definitely not hooked in the way that i was with diablo 3 and i don't foresee myself spending the hours that I did with that game over here. I don't, I don't foresee myself yeah. maxing out every character. Uh, That's like surprising to hear to me. Like, did you max out every character in Diablo three? I did. I, except for, I guess the, 
the wow. most recent DLC character that was part of that whatever, but even the monk, which I think came wow. out later, I even went back and maxed them out. Uh, I mean, maybe not like Paragon Max or whatever all that stuff was, is, but like getting all the skills unlocked, whatever. I forget what the level cap was for that stuff. So well, quite a bit, yeah. And I yeah. mean, I don't know a lot of people who were into D3. I know that most people who were big fans of D2 were let down by Diablo 3. Yeah. And this game, Diablo 4, is being made by the same developers as Diablo 3, but they're definitely going more in the Diablo 1, Diablo 2 direction, particularly in art style, right? So... Uh, yeah, I find that interesting that maybe it's those changes that aren't resonating with you as they did with Diablo 3. Yeah, I I'm I don't know what it is. I honestly think it might just be a time and place sort of thing and I feel like when that game came out, I just I was playing nothing else and I was just got totally lost in it. Uh but something about this like I don't it honestly probably part of it is that my laptop is is rough you know going through this thing and i've had a fair amount of crashes and it sounds like everyone's having some crashes so to some extent it's like buggy new game but i think even more than that it's like my laptop's struggling to to uh play through this thing at some point but you gotta get a steam deck man i keep telling you it's really yeah so great i'm running full medium settings on steam deck mm-hmm. wow yeah, that's, that's a little device shout out Val. is that the handheld yeah Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not TV, I'm hoping that they're going to pay me sponsorships. Coming out <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode talking about, about the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. really? Yo, that's sick. Go on um, for <laughs> <laughs> so, Cooper, tell me about then how your journey is going because you, you said that you know you kind of finished the story and then it's getting a bit repetitive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Diablo inherently kind of a repetitive game. So is that is that a good or, or yeah. bad thing? Yeah, it's a, to me, it's a bad thing. So I'll, I'll try and break it down in a couple different ways. Like first and foremost, the story and uh, the campaign, like the first 50 levels of the game, it really feels like they've structured and packed in content. Like you're just being bombarded by new events and uh, strongholds and main missions and cutscenes and you like you name it. It just piles up. There's so much to do. Side quests galore. Uh, once you get to end game, you know, spoiler alert, but there's no more strongholds, which are really an awesome experience in the game. Like you go into this area and you have to kill all the enemies and it's usually well put together in terms of its layout and, uh, how the waves come at you. Uh, so no more strongholds. There's no main missions. And like the main missions are the whole story goes by pretty fast. And the main missions are where the best boss fights happen, where the best, like, uh, areas of the game are but you get to end game and really all you have are like dungeons and hell tide and they're all cool the first few times you do it but then after doing it maybe for like five to ten hours even it already starts to wear off there's really no like veneer on it uh it becomes very repetitive very quickly uh i think that d2 like as a super repetitive end game like no question incredibly repetitive but the difference is that in D2, there's a lot of skill involved in that repetition. So you're not just constantly doing grinds to get better loot. Like, yes, that is the reason you do it and you do get better loot. But as you're doing it, you're getting faster at finding the path to the boss that you're farming mm. uh, or you're just figuring out how to use your kit in new and interesting ways. So I feel like D4, it has a good loop, a good gameplay loop. But the content there at Endgame just 
doesn't really stack up to what you have during the first 50 levels in that main story content. So, so yeah. if you're on a character and you like play through the whole campaign, can you not run through it again, like on a higher difficulty or anything like that? On a character, no, you can't, right? Like, wow. and that's that's really that's weird so to me, weird. right? Like, yeah. Especially because usually in Diablo games, like you beat normal and then you beat the game again yeah. on hard or nightmare, and then again on hell difficulty, right? Uh, and each time, it's introducing new mechanics into the game that weren't there before. Like, you'll never forget your first time trying to go into hell in Diablo two because you start a new game, you're like, yeah, I just beat normal, beat nightmare. I'm getting really good at this game. Then you go into hell and you go out to like the first area, you know, it's the equivalent of like fighting boars in World of Warcraft and you just get destroyed because they have, uh, they have immunities or they do special fire damage or something. And if you mm -hmm. don't know that you need resistances, it just wrecks you. So there isn't that like interesting new mechanic as you get to end game to revitalize the game in any way. Uh, huh. Yeah, all, all of those things really are hampering the end game, but the core mechanics are there. Like it feels really good to play. They just need to, you know, build out the content and maybe round out some of the uh, like yeah. abilities or, you know, resistances, that kind of thing. Uh, Negan, did you, I forget if you mentioned, did you like finish the campaign part of it yet on your main character? Yeah, I, I finished the campaign, um, okay. and I pretty much agree with everything Cooper said. That's like my sentiment as well. <laughs> and I, I find like, yeah, once you're done the campaign, once you've cleared all the strongholds, um, all that's yeah, all that's left are like side dungeons. And like, I haven't finished all the quests yet, but uh, I just I've been slowly working through them as well. And I find like even like some of the modifiers like going into like higher tier nightmare dungeons, a lot of it's like less about like fun mechanics and more just like difficult for the sake of being difficult. Like we have, you have like immune to critical strike modifiers. You have like, um, just like immune to like really specific damage types. And it's like, why would you do it? You know, like, yeah, it doesn't involve that immunity. <laughs> exactly. And I find like a lot of the sigils I get, you're just, they're, they're just for, for getting like crafting, like you're just going to get rid of them and not do yeah. them. Yeah, um, a lot you, of garbage loot. You're really looking for instead of like looking for like sigils with like interesting mechanics, you're looking for just like the absolute easiest ones to do. Um, so yeah. It's so bad to the point that like at endgame, the best way to farm is to do normal level dungeons. Exactly. There's yeah. No, there's no benefit to doing higher tier, higher difficulty dungeons. Yeah. So you may as well do the lower tier ones do them faster and because you're doing them faster you'll inevitably get more xp than if you're doing something even slightly challenging it's true um, the value of getting levels is so much higher than like collecting any decent yeah. loot like post 70 right now yeah but again like i as critical as i am of the end game i really do have a lot of faith that these issues with end game are solvable and they just invested so much time into those first 50 levels and getting mm. that ironed out that they haven't done much critical thinking about how to flesh yeah. out that later tier. Yeah. You gotta I mean, wonder if they're like saving endgame content for like the season start well, as well too. Right. Season one, they're gonna be dropping all of the patches that they've been building over the past, you know, months since launch. Yeah. All of that content is being held until season one. Now I saw something that I guess like the new seasonal content is 
only accessible from like a new character. Uh, you like have you have to make a new character right. to access like each season's content. So you, usually, you, have you seen more about that? Am I missing too... something? Because that just seems like a total, like that just seems like who is developing this game? Like are these like amateurs? Like what's going? That seems yeah, like such a totally, miss. totally, totally. Usually the way they do it in Diablo two is when they were going to add new content, it would be ladder only for the first season. And then it would come over to non-ladder. Uh, okay, I don't know I how they did it in D3, but at least for D2, that was the way it worked. And to start ladder, you had to start at level one again. Um, I get where you're coming from, though, because if they are adding major content, it doesn't make sense for it to not be in non-ladder. And I think usually mm -hmm. for like major content, that would come over. But for like new items or new uniques and that kind of thing, they would usually start in ladder and then it would drop over afterwards right yeah from what i've seen like announced at their they had like that fireside chat kind of thing um it looks like you're not gonna have if you complete the campaign once you won't have to complete it again even once the season starts and like similar like 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 statue of liliths i believe and other um right. like, like exploring the map and stuff like that i believe you won't have to do it twice either um waypoints you'll have access to just for the capital mm -hmm. cities you will have to get like the uh smaller towns again but there will be like some quality of life stuff because if i had to do the whole campaign get every statue of lilith again discover the whole map again like it's so yeah, much I like unfun parts of lilith just out of fucking principle uh yeah literally make me load up a map on my second monitor and spend like an hour or more of my I, i've heard it takes like two to three hours of my yeah. free time to just like walk around the map on this oh. janky horse that gets caught on everything along the way like yeah it's rough yeah i know that it's a huge power spike and that's the really frustrating part of it it's like they've just added this stuff to like slow down end game in a really horrible way oh Ultra's yeah a little other one the other one is world tier three which you unlock after beating world tier two or just beating the main game mm, yeah and world tier three just feels completely pointless to me because it's, you know, the exact same content as World Tier 4, just, like, weaker and slower to, you know, get where you actually want to go. So, I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel that. I'm, like, kind of right in between 3 and 4 right now. And there's, like, every, there's nothing I can get. I'm, like, maxed out for gear, but right can't quite finish off the boss yeah, yet. Yeah, and all of that gear is going to be invalidated once you get to World Tier 4, because then you unlock Ancestral gear, yeah. right? Exactly. So yeah, a lot of that stuff just really frustrates me. Like even in D2, you could fluke out and at level like 20 or 30, you could drop a Stone of Jordan, like one of the rarest items in the game and just, you know, just fluke it out. It's possible or like under yeah. really good gear. But in this game, it's like, nope, until you're level, you know, 70 or really like level 65 or something, like all yeah. of your gear is guaranteed to be poop in like five more levels so yeah kind of like <laughs> that's too bad agreed man so so what are you guys doing right are you still cooper are you still grinding through stuff just to level up or are you kind of more just waiting on the bench until yeah. this new content drops <laughs> now i'm gonna be waiting for new content i think like i i have been playing a lot over the past week especially my partner was just out of town so I figured it was a good chance to get some games yeah, in with the boys. Out, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I went hard. I grinded from like level 55 to 75 just over the past like Damn. four or five days. And uh, and I just don't have a lot to show for it. Like it was fun 
for a bit and then it was kind of a drag and now i'm at the point where i'm like i don't even want to do it anymore so meanwhile like my friend henry like i don't know some people they can just they enjoy it it's like meditative or something for them Mm -hmm. my friend henry is like level 100 on one character level like 89 on another and he's starting a third character like already you know it's like yeah i don't know i just can't do that (laughs) i'm curious so i mean if the if the first 50 levels as you say is the most interesting why is it that you're not wanting to like boot up a second character because ultimately the appeal of diablo is building a stronger character and it just doesn't feel like i would even get to the point where that's possible until after the story which is disappointing like if the game ended or if the end game started at level 50 and there was a flat cap at level 50 then i'd be much more incentivized to do that but because the level cap's ridiculously high and takes an absurd amount of hours to reach, uh, it's, you know, and like Negan was saying before, your character's strength is more correlated to your Paragon board or your level than it is to the gear you're wearing Mm. in a lot of ways. So as great as it is to get new and stronger gear at the end of the day, what you really want is more XP, which leads to people doing the grindy yeah. repetitive stuff because they know that that's the fastest way to get XP. Purely yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. I think I'm just at this point, I'm just waiting for the, the season to start and I'll probably, I, I want to try like either a barbarian or, or a necromancer or something, I think, but Barb's fun. Yeah, yeah. Barb's really fun for sure. And I do like, I definitely still recommend the game. I just hope that Blizzard yep. follows through on their promise of like making it a game as a service and really, fleshing out the content in a in a meaningful way that isn't just microtransactions and <laughs> eventual yeah. expansions and give us more money so we can keep making more content it's like come on it's 90 dollars, and i just feel like it's barely there in terms of justifying its cost there's yeah. got to be a lot more to really make it like yeah 90 dollars. that's fair yeah. <laughs> you know like right now it doesn't really feel fair yeah i i, I am finding the progression I mean, where I'm at, still pretty early on, level 30. It's it seems like it's it's going pretty good. Like I'm leveling up pretty consistently, and I think now that I've got my ultimate ability, like the the golem for the necromancer, I'm yeah. more like okay, now I'm now I'm okay to go check out some other characters, but I do still want to, uh, you know, see the rest of like the basic skill tree before. I don't even really know what's going on with that paragon stuff. I haven't even got to that point yet, but yeah, uh, yeah, I find that the. Uh, is the skill tree just really weird looking or is it just me? Like, I don't, the weird, it's no, like, it's a, weird looking. are they all it's different or are they all like that same zigzag? Yeah. And you like can't easily see everything. And it's kind of like all the abilities that you are, would be synergizing together are like spread across it. So you can't like easily do things. I find it like kind of, it's almost like they're trying to do something different, you know, like the UI people yeah. are like, okay, how can we do something that looks a bit different than all the other AAA I, games? And instead they just made some monstrosity that's not really like user friendly. Yeah, I think like visually, I totally get it. I do like what they did where you can pretty much like freeform like any build you want now though. Um, True. As opposed mm-hmm. to like D2 where you were locked into going like X mount through a tree if you wanted like certain core skills. Right. right. So that's good. But like playing Sorcerer, it's hard because there's if you want to do damage there's maybe like two or three builds that are decent um yeah and at this point like that's all that's really worth like investing in if you want to clear anything quickly 
I mean, to be fair, it's kind of the same for most right now. Like, yeah. it's not just Sorceress. Uh, somebody posted on Reddit like a spreadsheet showing the top hundred players, uh, what the builds are for all of them, and uh, like they all fall into two or three builds. You know? It's, yeah. Yeah. There isn't much build variety yet. No, I mean I get that. There's always going to be like a few that are much better i think just for sorcerer like it, it feels like it's some of the, the least fun builds are, are the are the best right now like you have arc lash where you're just melee or ice shards where a lot of it's like you're not really doing it. you're just shooting ice shards straight in a line or they're like yeah. automatically firing at frozen enemies yeah. so <laughs> i feel like a lot of the really cool ones like like the fire builds or even like frozen ore builds uh it just it's not as fast you know which is makes it like less fun to play in some aspects now, is that kind of because what you guys are saying of really just the character level being not going to say the only thing that matters, but like the most important thing? And because I, I remember that was a big thing in, in Diablo 3 for doing different builds was just kind of, okay, what gear do I have? And that is that gear giving me like, you know, bonus damage or percentage on like certain abilities. And then you can kind of build, a, uh, do your build more around those certain abilities and whatnot. But is because Diablo 4 is more about just like your raw level and therefore all those people who are at that high level are just going to end up funneling into the same thing that does the most damage? Yeah, like another thing related to that that kind of makes it that way is that there's only a few stats in the game that offer multiplicative damage. So it's like your character's main stat, which I think for Sorceress is like intelligence or barbarian yeah. and strength. So whatever that main stat is, that gives you multiplicative damage. Uh, then vulnerable is multiplicative and critical is multiplicative. I believe those are the three. Yeah. So ultimately, if you are going to have a build that's viable in endgame, it needs to revolve around doing critical damage and vulnerable damage. And that means mm -hmm. every item you pick up is more than likely like those are the only stats you're looking for or like it needs to have those stats or else it's not useful to you in a mm -hmm. meaningful way um yeah so that's kind of disappointing like i think that that's a fundamental issue with the game that they're gonna have to like figure out in a in a different way i don't know if they will or not like yeah it's tough to say but i think that right now that's a big part of why only certain builds are viable no, definitely. And like specifically with with Sorceress, um, you're pretty much like forced to take Frost Nova in every build. It's the easiest way to get vulnerable on like huge group of enemies. Um, so like most builds for Sorcerer, it doesn't matter like what spec you are, you're running like Ice Shield, Fire Shield, uh, Frost Nova, and Teleport generally. And then you have like a spot for like two, maybe three different skills to take. Mm. Yeah, I can see why that would not be quite as fun I feel like you yeah. can't really exp express yourself as as much you run like I, the full defensive tree pretty much and then yeah. uh and then your specialization right and like you kind of need the movement ability to get around quickly and all that i uh i i mean i haven't looked up any builds i don't really know what people do with necromancer probably because i'm not high enough level but i also don't really care yet <laughs> like i'm happy just doing my own thing and i just kind of want to do a build around making my minions as strong as possible and have as many minions as I can out. Uh, that's a fun thing for me. You know, Witch Doctor was the the class that I really connected with in Diablo 3. It was by far my favorite. And I, 
I don't think I like Necromancer quite as much as Witch Doctor because Witch Doctor was just so weird and bizarre, and I don't really feel like Necromancer is that weird. <laughs> and like all the minions are, you know, kind of the same visually and all that. Um, so I definitely miss some of that weirdness. But I mean, even just looking at some of the different things on the on the skill tree, I feel like they're. I, I mean, I guess there's kind of like four main kind of ways you could build your characters the way they kind of set it up. Um, I'm pretty happy with the one I, I've gone with so far. It's kind of a lot of like burst damage and like yeah. s- slowing and sh- shadow damage, whatever that's called. So I'm having fun with that with that so far, but I do feel like I'm getting near the end of those basic skills. And I, I wonder if I would start like tapering off in the excitement of leveling up at that point. Stuff definitely feels pretty balanced in the main story. And then afterwards you start to see the cracks. So mm-hmm. let me just come in and ruin your fun. Please do. <laughs> Doing a summon necro build is a complete waste of time, and you're an idiot if you go summon necro. <laughs> idiot? You don't even yeah. have the idiot card. Come on. Yeah. No, but I, I'm kidding. But like, really, uh, necro. Pretty much everybody goes bone spear. It's one of the strongest builds in the game right now, and they messed up summon necro. Uh, there was some change during beta that like made it super weak. I can't remember what. But on top of that, Summon Necro, I don't believe you can choose the target for your minions. Right. Which totally screws you over in Endgame. Because if you can't prioritize enemies, like, it's just not going to work. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure <laughs> that Blizzard is very focused on making Summon Necro viable. Because it seems so cool and... Uh, it definitely it's like the allure should. of the class like it should it should be solved yes yes so i i have high hopes that they're going to improve it um but right now it's like unusable or borderline unusable in endgame which is unfortunate mm-hmm. right i do think it's cool that in the whatever it is like the book of the dead that you have uh that you can, you know, choose which type of minion you want or just elect not to have them at all and instead get, like, that that stat buff, that damage buff, that health, health buff, whatever it is. Like, I think it's cool to have that variety so you can have a Necromancer. Like, yeah, my Necromancer, my low-tier one, is going to look a lot different than, uh, like, the Bone Spirit uh, kind of play style. And that, that's pretty cool, at least, even if, it, if it's unbalanced. Obviously, that needs to get figured out at some point, but hasn't really bothered me so far in my my few hours of play. Do you guys find, well, I guess Negan, you already talked about that in that with Sorcerer, you feel like you're kind of forced to do one of two builds and it's not necessarily the build that you want to do, but you kind of have to. How, how is it over there with Barbarian, Cooper? Uh, how does it feel, you mean, like in general? Or? Well, just are, are you happy with the kind of build variety? Oh, yeah. is it, it's is the it, strong, is it well, one of the or... strongest builds in the game, Whirlwind Barbarian, but it's very fun, honestly. Like the whole way through the game, I had a good time uh, leveling and Barbarian is one of the most well-rounded classes where like pretty much all of the major builds are good or, you know, can work in endgame. Uh, you have like a bleed build, uh, whirlwind and upheaval, which is just kind of a general AOE build. Mm. Uh, all three are fun. All f- three feel good. Whirlwind definitely feels great to play. Uh, and it has a lot of items and special aspects that tie into it in interesting ways. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying Barbarian for sure. I'm glad I went Barbarian. That was usually what I was playing in D2 where it's a subpar class, at least mm. for starting ladder. And, uh, it's nice to finally be on top for once and not having 
Sorcerer says rule the end game, but we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This might be the the first time that like sorcerer is not good. He <laughs> literally, I think it is yeah. the whole Diablo uh series. I think it's still the highest percentage of players are still playing sorcerer anyways. Probably because they thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was right there too. So strong. That's hilarious. No, not this time. No. I find like uh a lot of the a lot of the end game builds uh for sorcerer are very much tied around like hitting like cooldown reduction and like uh like like mana regen caps so i'm not quite there yet but i think like once i can get there there'll be a lot more builds i can at least try out but i'm just doing ice shards at the moment <laughs> you sure. yeah uh yeah i in terms of just like other combat in general there's been a few boss fights so far that have been really really fun really well designed there's also been a couple that i feel like drop no bodies and then i'm kind of useless with my summoning build over here uh but for the most part I, I feel like that's been pretty good like especially the main you know set piece sort of bosses in the uh main story and all that um i guess you know another question or thing we can talk about here is that i guess a big shift for the design of this has been going to more of an open world uh i'm curious how you guys feel about that being farther into the game and seeing it to the end uh because i guess so far i don't feel like my experience has felt greatly better because it's one of like more of one connected open world rather than you know loading into the separate specific areas but since you guys have kind of seen the whole map how do, how do you feel about that um i i don't mind the open world except for the fact that the lag is just so bad for me some days mm. i feel like sometimes you go into an area where there's just so many people or like so many different fights going on and like my computer is just almost crashing, but that might be more my computer than anything. But yeah, I I, I don't really mind it. I, I think it would be nicer if they had like more systems set up to like find groups for stuff. Um, right. Oh, okay. Because there's no really like besides like with friends or just ha random people you see, like there's no real way to like find groups for like specific events or dungeons. Yeah, totally. It feels like I, I somebody described it as like uh, like an MMO where all of the other players are just NPCs, and uh, that's basically how it feels because you don't interact with anybody, and you don't really have a reason to interact with anybody. So even though they are real players, it really doesn't feel like they are. Uh, I hope that they really develop that because right now it's feels really pointless it's like why well, have this really cool massive open world with an incredibly detailed environment and then just uh you know not make the mmo aspect or mmo features relevant in any meaningful mm. way so yeah yeah that's a good point i hadn't really thought about it but they kind of do feel like npcs npcs that are doing weird things like running into the house to go to the chest over and over again <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean how, how does that work like is it just like there's like a hard cap of like what there can be like twenty players around you or something like that. I think I think even though it feels like an MMO, you're still on like a miniaturized server that you pop in and out of depending on what region you're in. So mm -hmm. like if you enter a world boss, I feel like it's almost as if you're queuing in a game and it f puts you in a lobby with twelve other players or fifteen other players because like world bosses. There's no like hundred person fights on a world boss. It's always yeah. very consistently this many players. So I think they're just mm -hmm. slotting people into games in real time without it feeling like that. So 
Yeah, they did that in the later WoW expansions where everything's like there's a bunch of like mini instances all over the map. Mm-hmm. So like in the town is one. They're like when you get nearby dungeons, like you'll see people too, and like certain quest areas, people will like phase in and out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's exactly right. How do those uh are those world boss fights fun when you have like a bunch of people around? Like are those good? So I, I laugh because like, yeah, I think that they're cool. And it, again, a lot of potential. They're quite fun until you get to world tier four. And personally, I'd fight, I'd fight, or I had fought two out of the three world bosses a bunch of times. And for whatever reason, never fought the third one. Finally, I go to fight the third one and the boss spawns and it's dead before it's even finished its <laughs> spawning animation. And it was like, oh, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad I waited like 12 minutes for this boss to spawn. Didn't even see it attack once. Just Was like, that just a bug or was it because you loaded no, into like someone else's were, instance of fighting it? There was enough level 100s in that lobby that they just melted it instantly. Really? Yeah. But doesn't the game they, have like pretty intense like damage scaling and stuff like that? Like how would that it, even yeah, happen? Well, again, it's that multiplicative damage. Like if everybody in your lobby has spec for critical damage and vulnerability and are very high level, like they're, and the big one being very high level, their damage yeah. is just worlds beyond a regular average player. Uh, that's even level, like the difference between a level 90 and a level 100 is still massive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it, it can be really ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. I was reading that I think level 85 is halfway when it comes to like XP needed to get to 100. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It shouldn't uh, be that way, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I feel like they're just stretching out the content to like, it's like an easy way to keep people playing the game. Because once people hit 100, they're less likely to keep playing. But if they move those goalposts to like an mm. unreasonable extent, they're more likely to have people playing the game, which boosts their numbers and looks really good when they go to deliver their stock reports and whatever. Else. <laughs> and like just because of how long it takes, they'll be around when there's new battle pass content or micro like other things that people can buy. I guess is another totally. thought there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to the story in the game and just general narrative i've honestly just been skipping most cutscenes, and a lot of that is because i've been playing with with you guys or other friends and i'm like just trying to actually do the play the game instead of pay attention to the story stuff but uh i don't know you guys are obviously much deeper in diablo history and lore and all that do you do you have anything uh much to say about the story this time around uh negan do you have any thoughts off the top or um you know what i like know the Diablo lore, you know, I've watched some YouTube videos, I've played the games, but um, I'm not an expert on it. I like the story, I thought it was really good. Um, the campaign was sweet, the cutscenes were great. Mm. Um, there's definitely some, like, alluding to, like, previous games for sure, which is fun, you know, they got some Easter eggs in there. Um, yeah, overall, I, I, I got no, nothing really bad to say about the, the story, it's it solid. Cutscenes were great. It, it was very seamless, like, playing the game, going into like an animation for a quest and then into a cutscene and then back out. And yeah, overall, nice. yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the story has a really strong start and a really strong finish. And most of the stuff in between is just kind of like middling to get to the end. You kind of know where the story's going right from the beginning. Uh, it's just kind of sending you around the world to, you know, check the boxes to reach that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
overall though, I think, yeah, like Negan said, it's a good story and it feels good to play it. Uh, when it comes to the cutscenes, there's like two types, right? There's like the ones with in-game character models that are animated, but then there's the fully animated ones that are like on another level of quality. Like, I don't know what studio they're working with, but it's uh, extraordinarily high quality animation and really well done. Uh, so getting to those cutscenes feels like really good uh, checkpoints in the story and it's satisfying to reach those. Um, yeah, I, I like those a lot. And overall the story, like how it ties into the Diablo lore, it, it fits in a nice way. And like I say, it, it ends well to set up more content in this game mm -hmm. and, and in uh, the future. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, how about we take our first break and uh, when we get back, we'll talk about some more Diablo. All right, we are back. So I want to talk about kind of the future of the game and like, uh, I don't know, there's battle pass stuff and kind of what con content we want to see added. Is there anything else uh, that you guys want to talk about in terms of, um, I don't know, I guess just anything that's currently in the game, anything we haven't talked about? Um, yeah, I guess for like end game stuff, I, they've already addressed it, but just making like Nightmare Dungeons more relevant because that's mostly what I've been grinding, like not because it's super efficient, but it's kind of fun to just keep like leveling up the keys and seeing how like how hard of one you can do. But hmm. right now, like the reward versus like the time spent doing it is just not really there. So if they could make them more relevant and the uh, like the item and loot scaling for them better, I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree with you. I think Nightmare Dungeons. Um... That's what I've been playing mostly too. And I think that they have the most interesting content or variety anyhow, like Helltides, they don't really feel like a lot of variety. Um, so yeah, mostly I'm doing Nightmare Dungeons and mm -hmm. I think that it gets boring pretty fast. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think like what other content is there uh, that I've been playing, but really it does boil down to just looping nightmare mm -hmm. dungeons. <clears throat> yeah. Sadly. Yeah. One yeah. Thing too, uh, I'll just quickly say is yeah. like uh, unique items in the game. There's a decent spread of them, but there's like this small subset of top tier unique items that are only available once you've reached level 85. And those items the drop rates for them are so absurdly low that it feels almost comical or like they're making a meme or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or they're going to just be like, hey, I, instead of grinding for it, just buy it. It's $5. I swear it's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, that's like the drop rates are like uh, globally, it's something like four Shakos have been found. Ooh. And yeah, it's like, rough. and that's, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? People have put insane hours into this and are just grinding, grinding, grinding. Or I'm sure there's people botting already, like all of that. Mm -hmm. All of that. And it's something like four, maybe five confirmed Shakos globally. Harlequin Crest, sorry, is the name of it in this game. But Oh, that's the headpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best, best headpiece in the game right now. And uh, 
like all of those top tier items, you probably will never find one, even if you become a diehard Diablo <laughs> 4 player, which is pitiful, right? Is that item for a specific class or what makes it so strong? No, uh, the Harlequin Crest, I believe, is not class specific. The reason it's so good is it gives you four skill points to all of your skills, which is oh, just wow. busted because basically nothing in the game gives you more than three or some of them give you four. Um, but only to one skill. <laughs> this is for to all skills. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like a ridiculous damage uh, spike. It's best in slot for every single build. Um, you'll just never find it. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, what are they doing here? Do they actually want nobody to find it? Or are they just <laughs> going to make it a microtransaction in like two months or something? That's what yeah. it's Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised. After they made you pre-order to get into the game early, I wouldn't yep. be either. They're charging like $20 for horse armor. Like, I know yep. that these aren't the devs' decisions, but it's very scary to think that this might be all that, uh, you know, the decision-making process at Blizzard now revolves around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, back in Diablo 3, we had the auction house, so that's how you could, like, you know, get some of these crazy items, trade them or something like that, but... Yeah, I guess you're just kind of shit out of luck for some of those higher level items. That's weird. Mm -hmm, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say too, like I think for the this kind of ties in with the open worldness of it, but I, I I'm kind of liking the mix of just events in the world, and you know, there's a ton of side quests. Whenever you go to like a big big city, one of the main cities, there's always you know four or five people in there with a little exclamation mark. Um, and I, I find that loop pretty fun of, you know, going around, grab all those side quests and then just wherever I am in the open world, just taking a look at my map and seeing all of the different things that I yeah. could go do in that moment. Uh, I find that it's almost like too good. I find like I sometimes I take too long to actually do my main quest because I'm so just distracted doing like a hundred other things. Um, and I, I so far I've found there's a decent amount of variety. I've had some of the, you know, a fair few events that have been the same one over and over, but that's kind of what these games are usually um right. but even then like throwing a different couple objectives bonus objectives on there to just freshen it up or make it a particular challenge throwing like a time crunch on it whatever yeah. it is or like when those things happen and then someone pops out of nowhere and comes to help you out like that's that's a fun moment where it feels like oh there actually is other players in this open world not yeah. that it happens too kind i agree with you like i think the side quests are or could be great but a lot of people are critical of it because it's built into the renown system so again if you just want to get as strong as possible people are like oh i don't want to grind side quests even though you need to to get renown mm. and Personally, I think side quests are great and they just need to make all of this content more viable in late game because right. nobody wants to do events. Nobody wants to do side quests purely because it's not viable for getting XP or getting top tier loot. So they got to just figure that out. And then, yeah, yeah it's super fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. it would be nice to see. I mean, I'm sure they're planning on it, but like more dungeons added to the nightmare uh, pool list right now. I think it's only like 20, 25 yeah. or so out of like the 100 and something dungeons that there are. Yeah, and people don't want to do half of them because they're not optimized, right? Or they're not. Yeah, depending on like the monster type in there, it's like way slower or like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder how this is an impossible question, but if people weren't just like eternally online and like looking up all this stuff i wonder how people would feel about this game you know if they were just playing it 
and figuring things out on their own instead of looking at it would be a completely different game though right you know <laughs> that's not that's not diablo diablo is about min maxing no it always I know. has been and it always will be unfortunately like again if the game just ended at level 50 it would be a completely different <laughs> game too but there is yeah. an end game and because there is an end game you have like the people who care about everything before that and then the majority of people who are very focused on the end game mm -hmm. you know just one of the mm -hmm. sweatiest games out there but it's, it, it truly is so good it's a slot machine i'm just trying to optimize machine. my fun that i'm having so i'm, I'm having a I, I have no complaints but i know I'm, it's I know a good I'm strategy yeah. I <laughs> So I wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you want to see or what do you expect? Are you feel fearful, hopeful for the kind of future of this game? And I truthfully don't know the full, like, uh, setup of how this stuff, how new content's rolling out. I've been kind of out of the loop on that just because I'm, I'm going so slowly through the main game that I don't really care about that stuff particularly yet. But, yeah, I know it's kind of a broad question, but anything you'd like to see added, any changes that you're really hopeful for? Or uh, do you think this one will just be a game you played a lot for the first couple months and then go back to the resurrected or just kind of drop it? Well, for me, like there's got to be a boatload of content in the battle pass to justify going in on that. And uh, it, it, it goes beyond just like one boss or something like that. I'm also really hoping that they bring in those story missions to end game. Like, let me, give me a reason to grind the story bosses or give me a reason to replay those missions or those strongholds. Mm -hmm. uh, just don't make me feel like I'm forced to grind nightmare dungeons or whatever to, uh, you know, reach the actual end game or to progress in the end game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it would be nice to have like multiple different avenues to reach the end um, or like multiple viable ones. Um, but yeah, I'm holding out for the for the battle pass. I want to see what's on it. Um, hopefully new content at, at, at the start. And I don't know, I complain a lot, but the game is great, though. I've been having a lot of fun on the same and I'm, I'm going to keep playing it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. I would love to see which doctor added. I for some reason don't feel like that's too likely, but I don't know. I mean, I guess. I feel like Monk's like a classic Diablo classic. I feel like that could be a a DLC one. Any classes you guys are hoping to see? Uh, I'd like to see Paladin. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Paladin would be nice or something like that. Some kind of holy, holy yeah, knight, like, crusader, some kind of kind of deal. I feel like Paladin was like the last Diablo 3 like DLC character, right? I think that came out like after I was done playing the game, so I never tried that that build, that style out. Uh, I really liked Assassin in Diablo 2. I don't know, though. Does uh, the rogue fill the shoes of Assassin yeah. in this game? Yeah. It's, so. You can be like pretty much like Amazon or like traps or like right. like blade skills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was Demon definitely Hunter Amazon, Assassin, and Barbarian. Those were, those were my three classes. So I guess I'm already covered. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just make more builds viable, right? Like let people do what they want. Let people play the content that they want while still progressing. That's yeah, really what my wishes boil down to. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay, anything else we missed, boys, or is that it for today? I think that's a pretty good snapshot of what the game's like today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Cool. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining me. We got to play some more because uh, I, I was kind of been busy the last couple weeks. I haven't played a whole lot, but love to jump back in there with you guys and talk about this again in the future. Negan, I think you'll be back talking about Counter-Strike sometime in the summer, hopefully, uh, back on the podcast. And uh, I mean, Cooper, you're coming around every so often now talking about different <laughs> stuff. So I'm sure you'll be back yeah. on soon enough. But Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, definitely yeah. for the CS2 episode. I've been playing yeah. with uh, with Saris again, actually, recently. Oh, nice. I'll yeah. be going in. Yeah. And uh, just drag you guys down because I'm not nearly as good as you. But hopefully oh, with CS2, it'll be a fresh slate for We're all washed up now, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, thank you guys for joining. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And that's about it for today. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.